Well, hey, welcome to the One Big Thought Podcast. is a podcast for real ministry for the majority. I am Andy George, and I am joined with and by Ken Hester and Jamie Buford. How are you both doing on this fine, fine day? Uh, we get equal, uh, equal, equal, equal billing. Equal billing. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Listen, we've tried it having Ken go first and having Jamie go first. And that now, was a disaster. So. You know. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to do that again. So how Goodness. are you both doing? Do, uh, you know, this is the this is the rule that I've learned is always call a professional. Oh, <laughs> always call a professional. Yes. There's a story there, I think. There is a story mm-hmm. for a different podcast, but especially when it comes to water, always call mm-hmm. a plumber. I'm going to remember that the one. joys of home ownership. <laughs> yep. I have a nightmare story. Oh, <laughs> An no. absolute we do a, nightmare, a, a story. nightmare story on home ownership <laughs> podcast. We could. Like we could. And, and it could absolutely relate to ministry. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Starting, starting nightmares ministry. of ministry. Or, Jamie, how are I, you? I'm doing good. I didn't try to do a home project on my own. Not this week. No. So I'm good. No, no issues yeah. at the at the Buford house. Not, not, not right today <laughs> <laughs> that I know of. Well, hey, we want to welcome you to the podcast and to this specific episode. And as always, Ken, tell the good people what uh, what they need to do. Well, it's very important. If you haven't subscribed at this point, why not? Then I oh, want to know why. Yes, definitely leave a comment as to why you are not subscribed. No, because um, we would like to fix that issue. Uh, yeah. But no, subscribe, share, comment, like. Mm-hmm. And uh, as always, five stars. Thank you. Five Jamie. stars. I was ready. You, you were waiting for it. <laughs> I was on it. Well, hey, if you've been following this podcast, which you realize is what we do is literally tackle one big thought at a time. And yep. our little tagline of real ministry for the majority is because we believe that these topics are things that everybody in ministry are experiencing, mm-hmm. no matter the size of your church. Yep medicine your staff that we hope that this will be very helpful in your leadership journey and so that's what it is one big thought each particular podcast yeah absolutely so guys what is today's one big thought identifying potential leaders that's a really good one huh uh-huh huh important because <laughs> oftentimes like oftentimes whether it's in volunteering or staffing or anything in between it's actually identifying those leaders, right? right? You're, you yeah. you want to offload uh, ministry. You want to yeah. empower people. You want to delegate whatever the word that you want to use, but it usually takes leadership to take it off of your plate. Yeah. And in ministry, you're kind of always in a season of wanting to identify potential leaders, right? Yes. That doesn't stop. Yeah. yeah out, of, out of all the uh, people in ministry I talk to, very few of them ever complain about having too many leaders. Oh, no. I've never uh, I don't heard know, that. I, I, <laughs> Usually when people are uh, having issues in church world, it's not because, well, I got so many leaders, I just don't know what to do with them. (laughs) Usually it's, I need leaders. And at the time of this recording and at the time of the release of this recording here at the end of February, we are still in COVID mode. And most people, whether you're in the U.S. or outside the U.S. listening, are all dealing with trying to figure out coming back to buildings. Mm -hmm. I know we at Crossroads, we got a pretty decent volunteer base and we are struggling in several areas to get people back serving regularly because they're just not ready to come back to church yet. And so I think this is a very good timely conversation about how to identify potential leaders because more than likely, you know, they're not just going to come knock on your door one day and be like, hey, I want to start leading and serving. Some do, but most of them you got to go get. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So guys, how can we multiply our own leadership? Well, you know, multiplication starts with you as the leader. Mm-hmm. You've got to model it. You've got to 
uh, live it yourself. And you got to try to figure out how to multiply yourself into other people. And so when we multiply ourselves, though, it causes us to look at our own leadership. And mm -hmm. so I think that when it comes to identifying potential leaders and, and recruiting and training, it really does come down to, I guess, what are you looking for? Yeah. You know, what's the, what's the process you're looking for? Identifying the leaders um, and then really bringing people alongside of you to multiply what you're doing. Because the misnomer is this, and, and then, you know, can, you can chime in, but the misnomer is that the more leaders I have, the less work I have to do. Mm. And that's, that's a lie. Right. <laughs> it's not very true. <laughs> yeah. Because the more leaders you have, the more delegation you have to get, but you have to inspect what you delegate. Yep. Mm -hmm. And so you got to learn how to do that. And, and the goal is to, if I want to accomplish more, I need to multiply myself. Yep. So that's kind of where the real potential leadership issue comes in. Yeah. And that identifying leaders is, again, out of your own leadership, what are the things that you identify that are maybe uh, you're lacking in? Mm -hmm. Right. So if yeah. I'm looking for other leaders, I'm not necessarily looking to um, replicate my own leadership. Sometimes you are, mm -hmm. but sometimes you're looking to fill the gaps in your mm -hmm. leadership. So the identif identifying leaders, identifying within yourself, you go, here are my gaps and here are the other people that I need to surround with that can fill those gaps. Yeah, and I think, too, another area, speaking from kind of the lead pastor stance and been doing ministry for a while, one of the one of the things I think that most leaders can do better at is identifying where they actually need leaders first. Mm. So everybody complains about not having enough leaders, but let's say 100 people came up to you on, right. a, on a Sunday and said, hey, we all want to start serving. Do you even know where to put them? Mm -hmm. So yeah. I think identifying potential leaders, you kind of need to know, to your point, Ken, what you're looking for. You're not just looking for a mini you. Right. You know, you're looking for people that maybe are good at hospitality and you're not, or they're good at set up and tear down, or they're good at leading small groups or whatever area that you have them do. But if you don't have them lit, written out, in fact, I would yeah. challenge you listening. I would go through your entire, like if I came in to work with you, and you, can you do the same thing? Yeah. I'd sit down and go through all your areas of ministry and say, okay, what are the actual roles that you have? And then do people know what they're signing up for? Yeah. So I think that's also, you know, before we get too far down the road on the potential leader and what we're looking for in the leader, let's make sure that you actually know where you need the leader. That's yeah. pretty important. Yeah, where you need a leader and what the expectations are. Right. So people, if you can identify a leader, then they're probably going to say, well, what do you need me to do? Yeah. And if yeah. you don't, yeah, exactly. you gotta be ready for you, you're not ready for it. Yep. Yeah. Like you said, if there's, yep. if there's a hundred people that you, you identify, well, great. You've identified them. Now they're right. going to want to know, where do you want me? What do you want me to do? What are my expectations? How can I help you move yeah. forward? Yep. How can I help lead people? Yep. And if you don't, if you haven't discovered that or determined that, then. Well, and part of the risk behind. is, part of the risk yeah. is that you'll end up undervaluing potential gold leaders. You yep. know, you might have right. somebody that is, you know, let's put it this way, in church world, like you, you could have somebody come in that's leading a, a, a major company mm -hmm. as a CEO and they're coming in and they got major gifts you can use. And you're just, you just have them being a gopher, mm -hmm. which is fine. And maybe that's what they want to do. But more than likely, you could probably use them to lead an entire area ministry for you. Right. But if you don't know, and if you have written it out or don't know the expectations, there's probably people that have tons of gift sets that are just going to waste. Yeah, you're underutilizing them. Yeah, yep. yeah. So let's name the traits. What are the traits that you're looking for when you're kind of looking out there for what potential leaders you have? Yeah, I, I've 
I've done this. I, I feel like a lot of um, a lot a lot of leaders struggle with even trying to identify. Like, what does it mean? What am I looking for mm-hmm. in identifying leaders? Mm-hmm. And so um, I, I use this, I use a small acronym. It's it's called C. So how mm-hmm. do you see people? Right? Where do you see them? What are you looking for? Mm-hmm. Right? If you're looking for leaders, then what do I see in front mm-hmm. of me? S E E and S is a sharp leader, mm. right? And you're thinking, all right, well, so they have to look good. Or they have to no, no, no. Like, think of them. Are they sharp in appearance? Are are they a gatherer? Do people naturally navigate um, towards them? Do mm-hmm. they naturally lead people? Um, are they sharp and clear in their communication? And I don't mean just, you know, you're not looking for somebody on stage all the time. How they communicate through text message, how they communicate through voice memo, how they communicate through email. Yeah. Are they sharp and are they clear? And of course, are they sharp spiritually? Mm. Right. And if they're sharp in those areas, that's one of the areas that you can say, you're not just going to say, Oh, well you're sharp. So therefore you're a leader. No, that's one that you've got to use kind of all three of these, which we're going to continue to talk about, but this is one identifying factor. Yeah. And under, under sharp, you know, they're representing you and your church. So, Everybody has a gift that you can use. Doesn't mean everybody has to be upfront to be used. Right. Right. Everybody has a gift that you can use, but doesn't mean that somebody who's not good with people face to face, you shouldn't have them leading in a face to face personal way. Right. They should be maybe the behind cleanup the crew, yeah. right? Behind which is totally fine because everybody needs it. Yeah. And they need to be sharp in those areas. But I think you gotta be careful because like I said, you know, volunteers and leaders represent you and the organization and ultimately the kingdom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you, you mm-hmm. want to make sure that yeah. you're recruiting. You're not just, you know, in kids ministry, for example, it's a good place to think, right? Kids ministry. You don't want people in kids ministry that don't like kids. Right. Just because they're a warm body doesn't mean they're good in the nursery. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so they're not teaching kids. Yeah. They're they're te- not, yeah. You know, I mean, they're, they're creating mm-hmm. more of a babysitting mentality yep. Yep. than a discipleship, yep. which is what you want out of your kids ministry. You know? Yeah. So that's a great example. The The other E, or the first E, I guess, mm-hmm. is um, are they eager? Mm. Right? Yeah. So are, are people eager? Uh, leadership, usually, they're, they're kind of hungry. They want more. They want to do more. You maybe have given them something, and they come back with it really quickly. You've given them something, they come back, and they say, I, I'm, I'm done with that. I, I, I want some more. Or I've done above and beyond mm-hmm. what you even asked me to do. And, you know, kind of, kind of part of that is, you know, an eagerness is also a, a level of hustle, mm-hmm. right? So the, yep. they're like moving around, they're doing stuff, they're making a difference, they're scrappy, they're, um, they, they don't always necessarily need a budget, you know, cause they're just going to make sure they're going to make sure it gets done. They might not even use any money to get it done yeah. because they're scrappy they're because creative. they go, I'm going to yeah. be creative. I'm going to use what we have on hand. And that eagerness and that hunger and that scrappiness will help, help you identify their potential leadership as well. You've in anything you've got to develop people, but if they've got like an eagerness as a trait, then they have an ability to be developed. Yeah. I think the thing you're looking for is you don't want somebody that's lazy. Right. You know, you don't want somebody that just wants a position because, oh, then they can just add it to a resume of some sort or Mm -hmm. just sit on it. I think one of the ways to tell that is a simple thing. You know, when you're setting up chairs in a room, I did youth ministry for a long time. We did it together. I mean, how many times have we set chairs up? And the kind of leaders, the kind of leaders you want are the ones that you never have to ask to come help you set up chairs. But then how many people do we see that would walk into the room and then all of a sudden they just would disappear? 
Yeah. You know, they would go away and then all of a sudden, you know, there's two or, or three people sitting there or they just stand there talking. The you want people that are just going to jump in and just do it uh, because they do have that hustle and that eagerness there. And the eagerness I think needs to come out of, they're there to serve the Lord first mm -hmm. and they take to heart, you know, everything you do, do it for Jesus. Right. You know, whether that's setting up chairs, whether it's in the nursery, whether it's on stage, whether it's speaking, whether it's, you know, just driving a van, mm -hmm. you know, for, for a trip. I think you want people that are just eager to serve in some way, some capacity. So Ken, how though do you kind of differentiate between eagerness and hustle and pride and ego? Because <laughs> wow. you also don't want people that are like, yeah, they want to do all of it because it's all about them. Yeah, I mean, there's there's got to be humility that comes with it, mm. right? So you know that eagerness and that hustle, like you said, whether it's setting up chairs or whatever, there's a level of excellence that people carry with them, and they 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 go, I'm not doing it for me. I'm not doing it to be seen. Um, and a lot of times that uh, when they're when you find people that are eager, they may be eager in the wrong way. So they may be eager to be on stage or they may be eager to be in, to, to gain a leadership title. They go, Oh, Oh, well, can you make, can you make me the director of that? Or can you make me the, the, the actual leader of that? Can you send out an email and let everybody know that, that, that's, that this is my role. And the greatest leaders are the natural ones. They just step into leadership and they, there's a humility about them that again, attracts other people to them because they're not overbearing. They're not, you know, prideful and they, it's not about them. It's usually about the success of their team or the success of the organization or the success of the event that they're, that they're pulling off people that kind of fade, fade into the background after they've done an entire event. Jamie, you do this right. a lot. Your team does this a lot where y'all do a lot of stuff, but you're not looking for a thank you. We usually have to find you to thank you. And that is a, a, a humble, a humble leader that you want to to recruit to your team. Yep, absolutely. All right, Ken. So the third letter the of third the acronym final of e. The, C, the final E, the final E, <laughs> the final E is executing. Okay. So you've got a sharp. Somebody can be sharp. Somebody can be eager. But if they don't actually get anything done, <laughs> they're not a leader. It's kind of an important piece of leadership. Yeah, you. You would think, right? But a yeah. lot of times, you would think that. because we're, we're, there is a deficit in leadership, Yeah. Um, uh, regardless of your organization, church organization, for-profit organization, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of deficit in leadership. And so usually, you know, you can make a mistake by saying, great, I got a sharp person, I got right. an eager person, right? but now three months in, six months in, they're not executing. They're, mm -hmm. they're not actually getting anything done. But the, the value of this person, if you can, again, as you have your eyes open and you're looking for them, you're seeing, are they, are they sharp? Are they eager? Great. Are they executing? Yep. Give them something small to do. Hey, could you call these 15 people um, mm -hmm. by Tuesday? And if they call them and they, you, they get back to you, then now you know that they're not just sharp, they're not just eager. Oh, yeah, I would love to do that. Then, then if they don't do it, then they're not executing. Yeah. Oh, I forgot. I got busy. I wasn't able to do it, whatever. But they come back on Tuesday and they go, yeah, all 15 phone calls are done. What else do you need me to do? Yeah. Now you, now you can measure their true success as a leader. Yeah. Yeah. And I think what you're also looking for in leaders and potential leaders are ones that are going to come back 
and have figured out a better way to do it than you did it. That's so true. I think I think that's also a very good telling sign when you give somebody, let's just use that example, hey, will you mind calling these 15 people by whatever? And they come back and go, hey, I called these 15, but I also did this, this, and this. Yep. And you're like, wow, that's a great idea. I didn't even think about that. Thank you mm-hmm. for doing that. So I think that's also what you're looking for in people who can execute well. And you, you know. see their level of leadership mm-hmm. too. So if I say, call these 15 people, and then they come, Jamie, you come back to me and you said, hey, um, I got Andy and I got my two kids to help me make these you know, phone calls and yeah. we got it done in two hours. Well, now yeah. that now I've seen your level of leadership because right. you didn't do it all by yourself. You and then empowered and encouraged yeah. other people to help you with it. Yep. Yeah. So, and, and again, it comes back to you as the leader have to model all this mm-hmm. and you can't be threatened either. Right. I, th- I think there's probably way too many leaders who are threatened by high caliber volunteers and leaders that you're worried that they're going to take your role or they're going to make you you know, look not as good. You, you got to let that go because that's how you grow. That's how you do better things is when you actually get people around you that are actually better than you. That's a good thing. Yeah, It's not a bad thing. And so as the leader, you got to be able to do all the things we just said, model all that, but then also... The final thing I'll say is you can't micromanage either. Yeah. You can't, you can delegate, but using that phone call thing, right? You can't, you can't say, hey, I want 15 phone calls and they need to be 30 seconds long. And here's exactly what you need to do. And if you go outside this bounds, then, you know, then you're not a good leader. Yeah. You just got to let people kind of develop and do mm-hmm. what they do and how they are. And so uh, it reminds me a little bit of Lencioni's uh, hungry, humble, and smart yeah. mentality. That's mm-hmm. for hiring, but same idea. You're looking for people that are hungry, eager to go, that are humble, and smart comes down to how are they with people, yep. the people smarts. And so I think all that is so, so incredibly important in developing leaders. Yep. So there you go. Look for people, see people that are around you, sharp, eager, and do they execute? That's it. Well, hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us on this episode. And we look forward to seeing you and having you on the next episode as we move forward with the One Big Thought Podcast. So again, Jamie, what do we want them to do? Like, subscribe, comment, share, (laughs) five stars. (laughs) There you go. Thanks for joining us on this episode and we'll catch you again next week.